welcome to the Saint podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our vision is to bring hope to the people of East London, and I'm praying that you would feel so encouraged by this week's talk. Hey, well, welcome to all of you watching this, wherever you're watching this. I hope you feel right at home. And I want to take a few minutes today to share with you a message of hope this Christmas. I uh, often get asked to be Father Christmas uh, each Christmas. I think it's probably just because I'm a, you know, I'm a suitable candidate for the role. I've got more grey hairs than I used to, and you know, I'm just kind of naturally filling out. But uh, wherever I get asked to be Father Christmas, I've got a costume I put on, and I take quite a lot of time to kind of make sure I get it right, and the beard, and the hair, and uh, the gloves. And I was asked to go to our local primary school, and I turned up, and I was. I kind of seated in this hall. The head teacher sat me in the hall and said, Father, Christmas is here. And the kids all came in. It was like super cute. They came over and they're like, I was like, what would you like for Christmas? And the first kid comes up to me and she's like, oh, I'd really love like, you know, a sort of um, a bicycle. I was like, great, you know, write that down and like carry on. And then I see this queue forming and there's this kid halfway down the queue who I can just tell she's poking her head out and looking at me and like, She's sussed that I'm not the real deal. She's sussed that I am not actually Father Christmas. And as she gets closer, she's like talking to her friends. And she must have been like five or six years old. I can tell that she's like got me. She's called my number. And uh, she gets to the front of the queue and um, she says, I know who you are. And I'm like, right, thank you. I'm Father Christmas. Trying to be like jolly. Ho, 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 ho. And who am I? And she says, you're a fake. You're a fake Santa. And then she reaches out this little little hand and just pulls my beard off. And at this point, the whole primary school are like, ah, it's a fake Santa! And literally a tiny riot breaks out. And there's a kid, like a three or four-year-old, like one of the kind of younger sisters or brothers of the, one of the kids sitting on the bench next to me just like bursts into tears straight away. All these dreams and illusions shattered in that one moment. What had happened was the expectation had not delivered. The reality was less exciting than the hype. When they walked in the room and they saw that I wasn't a real Santa, they were deeply disappointed. So much of life, this is true, there are moments when the truth doesn't measure up to our expectation or maybe the reality doesn't deliver on the hype. I wonder what your expectations are this Christmas. This Christmas, on average, A person will travel 38 miles delivering Christmas cards, 92 miles delivering gifts, 109 miles visiting friends and family. On average, we'll buy nine different gifts for nine different people, spending in total on average £378.50. You will, on average, eat two Christmas dinners containing a total of six slices of turkey, eight potatoes, eight sprouts, as well as drinking four glasses of champagne. You will pull three Christmas crackers, hear three cheesy Christmas jokes. You'll watch four Christmas movies, five Christmas TV programs, listen to nine Christmas songs, play two board games, statistically speaking, one of which will end in a row. And more excitingly, statistically speaking, you may also, under the mistletoe, kiss an average of one person. I'll leave that to you to work out who's getting those averages right. Uh, you may be thinking, well, uh, listen, that sounds great, but you don't know what my Christmas is going to be like this year. Maybe because of the pandemic, your Christmas looks very different this year. Maybe because of what's happened in 2021, life is not as you would have expected it to be this year. Perhaps for all the busyness and the hype and the stress, the reality of Christmas this year doesn't quite measure up to the expectation 
that we're feeling. But the reality of the message of Christmas is actually this. When you strip away the hype, the disappointment, the stresses, the truth of the message of Christmas far outweighs our greatest expectations, our hopes and our dreams. So what I want to do this morning is for a moment pull back the fake beard, the tinsel and the Christmas lights and push past the kind of cultural and commercial chintz and zoom in on the real story of Christmas. What really did happen 2,000 years ago in a remote, politically oppressed region of the Middle East among a group of refugees? I mean, is the whole story just a happy fake? Is it an elaborate hoax, a myth? I mean, did Jesus even exist? I came across this article in the Guardian newspaper where the strapline was this. Today, some claim that Jesus is just an idea rather than a real historical figure. But there is a good deal of written evidence for his existence 2,000 years ago. The article by the academic Dr. Simon Gathercole of Cambridge University continues, Strikingly, there was never any debate in the ancient world about whether Jesus of Nazareth was a historical figure. We know of no one in the ancient world who questioned whether Jesus really lived. There are abundant historical references that leave us with little reasonable doubt. So the question isn't really, did he live? The question is, what difference does his birth on earth make to you and I? What relevance does the message of Christmas have for us? Well, firstly, Jesus brings peace. Jesus brings peace. In the reading from Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah foresaw his impact On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, and he will be called Prince of Peace. Jesus brings peace into every human heart. And you can experience that peace wherever you're watching this today. God doesn't judge you. He's not keeping a list of your sins like the naughty list. God has already forgiven you in the person of Jesus. That's why the message of Christmas is such good news for people who get things wrong like me and you. God doesn't judge us. He welcomes us. I heard of one nativity play where the boy who wanted to be Joseph desperately, desperately tried to get the part, but he ended up missing out. And the audition went to his friend who got to play Joseph. And instead, he got to be the innkeeper. And he was so annoyed about this, particularly with the boy, his friend, who got to be Joseph. The day of the nativity play came, and he decided to get his revenge. Mary and Joseph came up to the door, and they knocked on the innkeeper's door. And they said, hello, is there any room at the inn? And the boy opened the door. And he said, actually, yes, there's room for one of you pointing to Mary. He said, you can come in. But pointing to Joseph, he said, you go away. Slam the door in his face. God doesn't slam the door in our faces. God doesn't say there's room for you, but not you. Go away. In fact, God opens the door to you and I this Christmas. All we have to do, in fact, is open the door of our hearts and invite him in. And he promises to bring peace. 
Jesus said this in John's Gospel, peace I give to you, peace I leave with you. And you can put your trust in him today. You can experience peace wherever you're watching us today. What difference does Jesus make? Well, secondly, Jesus brings freedom. We all get things wrong. The guilt of these things can weigh our lives down. But Jesus comes to save us from the things we've got wrong. The angel says this to him, you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save people from their sins. Jesus has come to save us. He's real. How do I know he's real? Because I see him doing this every day. Maybe you've experienced his forgiveness in your life. Maybe you haven't yet. Let me encourage you. Jesus wants you to experience forgiveness this Christmas. Recently, a young man, a student, who came to East London to study English for a few weeks, came to church, and he had uh, come from a country in the Middle East, well-known country, where it's highly dangerous to be a Christian today. In fact, it's often punishable by death. So growing up, he'd never really heard about Jesus. So here in East London, one night, he falls asleep and he has a dream. And in the dream, he's underwater, and Jesus appears to him and reaches into the water and lifts him out of that water. He has no idea what this means. The next night, he goes to sleep in the same dream. He's underwater, and Jesus appears and reaches into the water and pulls him up out of the water. On the third night, he has the same dream. And waking, he says, I've got to find out what this means. So he Googles church and ends up at the Hackney location of Saint. Walks in through the doors of church and asks someone, look, I've been having this dream. I want to find out what it means. I want to follow Jesus. And he gave his life to Jesus that day. And a few days later, we had the privilege of baptising him. His life has been transformed. He's experienced the love of God reaching across time and space into whatever situation we find ourselves in and drawing us home again to save us. And I wonder if God might be reaching out to you today, wherever you're watching this, he wants to save you. Then the third way that we can experience the message of Christmas is this that we can experience forgiveness in our lives that transforms the world around us. We can not only experience forgiveness, but we can experience forgiveness that leads to great joy. When we come as we are to God today, he's able to release joy in our lives. And that doesn't mean trying to pretend that you've got it all sorted. I remember this Great, my favourite Christmas joke, I'm going to tell you actually, because I've got a bit of time. I'm going to tell you my favourite Christmas joke. It's Christmas in the East End, and an infamous gangster has died. This man is a notorious extortionist, a drug baron. His older brother is even worse than him, has a worse reputation. Now the brother goes to see the local vicar and says to him, I want you to bury my brother. The vicar says, sure, I'd be happy to bury your brother. Of course I'll do that. But the brother says to him this, there's only one thing, as it's Christmas, when you bury him, I want you to say, he was an angel. The vicar says, well, I can't say he was an angel. I mean, he's a notorious gangster. He's an extortionist, a murderer. Everyone knows your brother. He's hardly an angel. The gangster replies, if you don't say he was an angel, you're going to end up in the grave with him. 
So the vicar's like, oh no, what do I do? So he goes home, thinks to himself, I can't lie. What am I going to say to this gangster at this funeral? What am I going to say about his brother? So the day of the funeral comes and the vicar is standing at the graveside and surrounded by hundreds of people, including his brother, who's pointing at him saying, you know, reminding him he's got to say this. As the coffin is being lowered into the ground, he prays out loud, Lord, you know this man did not lead a perfect life, but compared to his brother here, he was an angel. It's so good. I love that. Everyone's laughing in the studio. You just can't, you can't hear them. It's canned laughter. The message of Christmas is that we all need forgiveness. None of us are perfect. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent an entertainer. If our greatest need, however, our greatest need is forgiveness. And that's why God comes as a saviour. The shepherds hear this message on Christmas Day. And the angel says to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. And here's why. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You see, God's forgiveness, his saving power, leads to great joy. Not just for those first shepherds, those outcasts on that first Christmas day, but actually for you and I watching this right now, that we can experience joy. And that's what Jesus wants to give you this Christmas, joy. Not just peace, not just forgiveness, but that you would be able to walk out of this service or Shut your laptop or your TV today and know that in this Christmas time, you are invited to walk in a mode, an atmosphere, a sense of deep joy in your life. Joy is the natural response to good news. When a baby's born from someone you love, it's natural to feel joy. New life has come into the world. But how much more when a baby is born that will not just bring life, but eternal life for you and for me? That's the message of Christmas. Joy that we can experience joy, that you are loved, that you are precious, that you are more valuable than you could ever imagine. One day that baby would grow up and he would exchange his life for your life. He would take all the sins of the world to a cross, die and rise again so that you and I can truly understand that we are free, that we are forgiven that we can experience peace and the joy that flows from that. Here's the truth. God loves you. If you were the only person alive, he would still have come for you. That's a reality, that we get to receive him, as St. John writes in his gospel, that we received the right to become children of God. So let me ask you this question today. Who do you think Jesus is. When you say he's my saviour, I've put my trust in him, I've received him, that's wonderful. Let me encourage you to walk in that joy this Christmas. If you say, you know, I'm really not sure who I think Jesus is. I'm sure he was a historical figure, but what relevance does he have for my life? Let me encourage you to challenge the historical and practical evidence of who Jesus is. Let me encourage to you to, to, to take some time in the new year to come and try Alpha. We have a load of Alphas starting across East London. Give you space to ask big questions about who Jesus is, why he died, and what difference it can make for your life. And you may say, well, actually, I don't want to wait till 
next year, I don't wait till 2022, is the January to sign up for Alpha. I want to experience that peace and forgiveness and joy right now. Well, the good news is you can receive him wherever you're watching this. If you're sitting watching this on your TV, if you're watching it on your iPhone, if you're watching this in a church building, wherever you are today, you can experience the message, the reality, the love, the power of Jesus right now. And let me encourage you to join me as we pray. And I'm going to pray a simple prayer. And let me encourage you to echo that in your heart. I want to pray this simple prayer that simply says is that Jesus is here. He died for you. His resurrection means that your sins are forgiven. He is alive and is here with us by the Holy Spirit. And you can speak to him in your heart right now. So why don't we pray and just echo this prayer in your heart. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you that you love me. Thank you that you are full of grace and truth. I turn from everything that I know to be wrong. And if anything comes to mind, just ask God to forgive you. I put my trust in you today. I receive you in my heart by your Holy Spirit. Fill my life with peace, forgiveness, and joy this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's talk. If you'd like to find out more, give or connect with us, visit our website, saint.church. Have a great week and we'll see you soon.